Bruce Cassidy intends to make Jack Eichel a Selkie Award contender this season. We'll tell you how coming up ahead right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen. Your team every day right here on Locked On. And, of course, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL to get $20 off of your first purchase. In recent days, Bruce Cassidy, Chris, has talked a lot about turning Jack Eichel into a Selkie Award candidate this upcoming season. The award, as we know, goes to the top uh, defensive forward, more or less. And as we know, uh, the center. Just, it, it, all, it almost always goes to the center, but technically it's forward. But a forward, uh, a winger almost never wins it. Allegedly forward. Yeah, there exactly. Um, and so the award now is up for grabs with Patrice Bergeron retiring and out of the game. And he won the award twice under Bruce Cassidy. The award is uh, a really prestigious award. And Chris, before all this chatter started here in the past few weeks, uh, you had written an article on Vegas Hockey Now. Kudos. Uh, back in July, I think July 29th, and you were discussing how Eichel could become a contender for the Selkie Award. And uh, what does uh, what does Bruce Cassidy see as ways that uh, that Eichel has to improve in order to be a contender for the Selkie Award? Um, I think one of the first things Cassidy alluded to was face-offs and upping his face-off percentage. That is something that for a good reason, not necessarily for whatever reason, but for a good reason that is very important when the writers are offering their votes and such. So he needs to get that north of 50%. I don't know if the article, I got it up here. I don't know if he had his previous. He was at uh, 45.3% last season. And I think that was fourth on the team. One of the more notable things uh, going back to the article that I did find how Eichel got a different opportunity to help contribute for the Golden Knights, uh, according to Money Puck, Eichel's percentage of shifts started in the defensive zone improved when he became a member of the Golden Knights versus his last full-time stay in Buffalo. So Eichel started 12% of the starts in the defensive zone. Now to compare with the Selkie winner, Patrice Bergeron, 20.2%. The last time Eichel had really a full-time slate, if you will, with Buffalo was uh, the 2019-2020 season. Eichel only started 9.3% of his shifts in the defensive zone. So right away, just up from the get-go, Cassidy had Eichel starting 3% more of his shifts in the defensive zone. Now, 3% doesn't sound like a whole lot, right? Well, that that actually is a pretty strong number. 
considering that Eichel's all all always been known for the scoring touch, point per game player, everything else that comes with that. Slowly but surely, Cassidy is working him into a two-way player. We've just seen just recently now how I asked Cassidy himself about Eichel getting more time on the PK and stuff like that. There's obviously that spot open that Riley Smith is gone, so you're going to see Eichel getting more and more opportunities on the kill, and this is just part of uh, the growth of Eichel becoming hopefully one of the premier two-way players in the game and maybe even a dark horse candidate to get that consideration for Selkie. Even If he gets in the top three in voting, that's mm-hmm. a huge step in his game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I, I've got so many questions. So Eichel on the PK, right? Um, how do they manage the minutes? Because Cassidy says that he wants to keep Eichel around 20 minutes per game. So these are under, extra under. for him. He said under. He said under, but yeah. Okay, so under 20 yeah. minutes per, per game. Um, he has extra shifts on the PK. So how do they keep him? How do they manage his minutes? Um, it's not about managing Eichel's minutes as much as it is keeping the other players involved in the game, especially your third and fourth line. William Carlson's line, whoever's going to be on it, most likely Cotter and Amadio, they're going to get their minutes, and they're going to be the, the line that actually starts a lot of their shifts in the defensive zone. Probably the most um, shifts will be started in the defensive zone from the third line. And this is that spot where, you know, especially there's so many reasons that the Golden Knights need to roll four lines this season. If they're not going to do, quote-unquote, load management, which I think they probably are at some point, but at the moment they're not talking about doing anything, especially with regards to Mark Stone, Petrangelo, Alec Martinez, all these players that have hundreds and hundreds or I think in a couple of their cases now pushing a 1,000 games. They got all this wear and tear on them. They're going to need to rely on more than just, you know, the top two lines do the scoring and stuff like that. So it's very important to roll through all four lines consistently. And this is a spot where you don't want to see, especially early in the season, you don't want to see Carrier, Colasar, and Wah, assuming that line does stay intact. You don't want to see them getting 11 minutes a game, 12 minutes a game. You want to see them getting in, you know, at least in the 15 to 18 range. And then it just kind of all rotates from there. If you're able to do that, then Eichel can participate more in the penalty kill, which might be more advantageous for the Golden Knights because we're seeing right now the growth of Eichel's ability to contribute defensively. And I'm still concerned about line two-ish three, or however we're going to frame that. Uh, why is Cassidy Why is Cassidy singling out Jack Eichel to become this player, this award winner, when he talks so much about this is a team effort overall? That kind of strikes me a little different. That hits differently. Are you I was there? having fun with no, you, you you did you did good there. So you saw me drinking the coffee, so you made yeah, another yeah, yeah. statement. I wanted to come out your nose, eventually. and then you kept talking. So I got another. I got like three extra sips of coffee there. So I appreciate. No, I, I I I was I. Thank you, thank you. That's all I'm trying to say. So the question was, why are we? Why is he challenging Eichel to? Uh, coffee's pretty good. It's still nice and warm, by the way. I'm sorry. I, I took this cough medicine last night. Oh, I've been that has me a little that. funky today. So. Just, I've just been doing medicine. I've been drinking. I've been drinking cough medicine. I've been, I've been having more cough medicine than water lately. See, um, I don't. I don't typically do any medication, any medicine, right at all. And so it definitely affects me. And so, yeah, we had to do a retake. Thank you, Chris, for bearing with me today. That's all your right. excuse. Um, no. So the question was, why is Eichel getting all this attention, right? And the, the answer is, 
Eichel is the, the supposedly, and I, I mean this not in a bad way, but he's supposed to be the generational talent, right? He is the one who he's the drafted. Golden, the golden there you child. Go. The golden oh, child. Perfect. We came up with a new nickname. But are we going to spell it G-O-A-L like they did the, the golden no. goal? Okay. No, because it's the golden knights. It's the I golden. Know. Oh, I know. So back to Eichel. He's the, he's right the $10 million. New nickname is born. Go ahead. New, new, never mind. Okay, I can't stop. So he's the $10 million player. He is the player who pound for pound has the most skill on this roster. And Cassidy understands that, right? Cassidy had, you know, Pasternak. He had Bergeron. He had Marchand. All players that are within that same world that Eichel is in. And Cassidy found different ways to get the most out of them. Starting with Bergeron, like you said, two Selkie trophies. And a lot of people got me. I did. I wrote another article um, kind of along the lines, can Cassidy create a West Coast version of Bergeron and, and com- did a lot of Eichel comparisons and stuff like that. People got mad. They wouldn't give Eichel, excuse me, they wouldn't give um, Cassidy any credit for what he did for Bergeron. And Bergeron's huh. a great player. I'm sure he's had a lot of great coaches before Cassidy and stuff like that. But Cassidy, and if, if people ever question Cassidy's ability to coach, that's out the window now being that he won a Stanley Cup with the Golden Knights. So why is he picking on Jack Eichel? He's not picking on him, but just singling him out because Eichel has the talent. Eichel is the superstar on this team. He's the one C that McCrimmon, McPhee targeted once they f- figured out what the mix was to win a Stanley Cup. They, it was pretty simple, according to McPhee and uh, and, um, and McCrimmon. It was have a good one C and have a good number one defenseman on the team. Petrangelo, and it's all worked from there. So you're going to see Cassidy making sure he keeps Eichel on a straight and narrow. We do have to acknowledge that there's been reports from Buffalo that Eichel didn't, he wasn't the best teammate and all this stuff. It's fair to acknowledge because so many people say it outside of Vegas. So that could also be part of why Cassidy is just making sure to keep Eichel's head in the right place. I see no concerns at all with Eichel. As far as how he is in the locker room, how he is on the bench. A couple times we saw him being a little upset, you know, on the bench. Tony, I think he pointed that out in the end of season five a couple of times. He got mad. Guys get mad. Fine, whatever. Who cares? Eichel's earned his stripes with the team, but Cassie's going to keep on pushing and pushing. This is something I know we're going long right now, but this is where Pete DeBoer failed as the coach of the Golden Knights. Pete DeBoer took a good roster of talents and he kept them playing, you know, to their ability. He kept them, he got what the maximum ability was. What Bruce Cassidy is doing better, he is getting them to play above their potential. He's getting all, he's getting all the players to their full potential and having them exceed what their true potential really is. And we're seeing Eichel's growth right now. Now, you know, can a younger player, let's see what a Pavel Dorofiev does. Let's see what Paul Cotter does year over year. Players who are really hungry, and, you know, Cassidy is going to guide them and stuff like that. Same thing on the defense. I mean, I'm really excited to see what Cassidy can do and how players have grown under his two- or three-year term as the coach of the Golden Knights. Two or three years. Uh, two two big questions. Have you seen more emphasis at practice uh, with Eichel in the face-off circle? How does he improve there? And then uh, just, again, like how is he going to develop his game on the PK? 
Face-offs are something you don't see a lot of in practice, as odd as that sounds. Um, Face-offs are usually done with, like, an assistant coach. They put a bag of pucks, like, in their jacket, and they just start dropping them and dropping them and just this repetitive, tedious, over-and-over motion. Um, the couple practices I've been to, I haven't seen Eichel directly working on them. doesn't mean it's not happening. I just didn't personally see it, but I did see a lot of, like, the younger kids definitely trying to make that impression. And, you know, taking that extra 20 minutes when the practice officially ends and staying out there when a coach is willing to work with them. Uh, second question was about the PK. What specifically was it again? I don't know. I was just talking about the golden child, and I have too much cough syrup on my brain. Perfect. Coming up next, ahead on today's show, Chris, what does Bruce Cassidy expect to accomplish in the final three exhibition games? We'll talk about that. We'll tell you more. We return right here on Locked On. Golden Knights. Bear with us, folks. We're good. We're good. We're good. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Game Time has deals on tickets right up until the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute deals. It's really good. And VGK tickets for tonight's game are starting as low as $14. $14 on the Game Time app with zone deals you get to pick the section the game time app will help you to pick the seats uh, for an average of 18 percent savings and the game time guarantee that means that you will always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account use the code locked on nhl for $20 off of your first purchase, terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We are back on Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Gallick coming to you from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you tuning in. And make sure to tune in on Fridays with WTF. We already have a WTF in the bag. I think this is going to be a topic on our show, perhaps. We got a teaser, we got a teaser or no? Uh, it could be a little bit of a teaser, yeah. Our guy, uh, Charlie Fuller, WTF. Uh, they ranked the goalie tandems. Oh, yeah. VGK was 16th. Oh, that's definitely a show topic. That's a show topic. Okay. So. Jobs are at stake, and Bruce Cassidy and Kelly McCrimmon and staff have a lot left to evaluate in the final three games of the preseason. Uh, Cassidy told the media yesterday, here are some of the things that he wants to accomplish. He said puck management between the blue lines. He wants to see uh, the team closing quickly, defensively, and to be physical when they need to be, and then also good and solid puck management within the ozone. So those are their three pretty much goals. And he also wants to see the entries nice and crisp on the power play and the structure and alignment, everything in order on the power play. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure. Um, these are all things that they know how to do. It'll be nice to see the team obviously button things up. Um, first week's worth of exhibition games were hot garbage at times. Cassidy himself will tell you that, as will every other player on the ice. Um, 
the Arizona and LA Kings games were absolute snoozers beyond Mark Stone and uh, that guy that's not very good that uh, hit him, hit him, and you know all that nonsense happened. So it's hard to analyze these games. You look at the individual efforts, really. You're, mm-hmm. you're seeing how people are skating. You're seeing how the younger defensemen. You're watching their gap control. You're watching, you know, breakouts and stuff. But it's really hard to get a gauge. Now, all the teams are, I believe are south of 30 players on their roster. So they're pretty close to the starting players. I still think, and we'll find out around noon today once they once they take their pregame, we'll see if there's any of the AHL players that are still going to play or if they're going to make this game the dress rehearsal. I mean, you figure mm-hmm. we talked about this on yesterday's show. Today or Thursday's game, definitely. Well, he said more emphasis would be on the next two games after tonight tonight's a you talk about hot garbage so he put a snoozer out he put a snoozer okay so we got a snoozer Snoozer coming tonight as well snoozer alert that's fine so be it but that's okay because there's still you're still going to watch the younger players and the sharks do got a good crop of young talents uh you get a good chance to watch bordolo and william eckland two real fun players to watch we'll hit on that in segment three tony i can see you getting mad at me i'm talking about the third segment already um, but I think what Cassidy really needs to see right now and McCrimmon is Max Comtois. I think that is priority number one. If and where does he fit in with this team? And I loved watching him as an individual in practice. I loved watching him in the captain skates, just having a good time with the players and you know playing a professional beer league hockey, watching what his ability is. I don't feel I have seen, and I don't think anyone has seen what Comtois can bring to this team yet. He's had a hard time showing it. Now, besides the first game of the season where I believe Comtois lined up on a line with Barbashev, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been like phrase in the middle or something like that. Um, we haven't seen Comtois get a shot with two players expected to make the roster. We'll say it like that two higher talented players expected to make the roster. I really want to see what a line of either Eichel, Comtois, and Marchessault looks like, or probably where he's more or less going to fit in with this team if he's going to break camp with the Golden Knights, uh, William Carlson, Mike Amadio, and then Comtois. That's the line that I really, and we need to see, so we can possibly and properly evaluate what Comtois can bring to the team, because He's still here, right? He's still here right now. He's down to the last three or four roster spots. If Comtois will take a two-way contract, that is absolute gin right now. That would be perfect because that's a free roll for the Golden Knights. Mm. Will a veteran of, you know, in his mid-20s who's had some, you know, a 50-point season before, will he take that type of deal? I don't know, because, I mean, if, if big if, but if the, the forwards stay healthy, that means he's buried in Henderson the whole season, and that would not help his long-term value. So he would still sign for the minimum, though, over 700000 right? Well, so it depends on how the contract works. So two-way con- if it's a Golden Knights contract, I think he still gets that money. If it's a different type of contract, it's you're paid portion A if you're playing in Henderson, portion B if you're playing – uh, for the Golden Knights. So I'm not 100% sure exactly how that would work, given that he's not a rookie, and um, you know, but he still technically could fit in the RFA stat. It's so it's so weird with the NHL and mm-hmm. Tier 1 and Tier 2 RFAs and all there. 
group, you know, they call it like group three and group six or something like it's, it's strange. I'm still trying to learn all this stuff, but point being is his situation is complicated. And the longer he stays, the more complicated it gets for him personally. It's easy for the Golden Knights. If they don't like it, it's game over. You're done. We'll see you. Good luck in your future endeavors. You know, we don't even get the train for future considerations. You know, he just, he's gone and someone else will pick him up. But I hope the Golden Knights will find a place for him because I do feel like McCrimmon and the scouts feel he can help this team. I, I believe so too. And I think you do as well. And on Maxine Comtois yesterday, Cassidy and his presser, he said it didn't sound like a ringing endorsement. He said that they are still evaluating Comtois and that uh, things need to be settled here within the final three preseason games. So my guess is we will see a heavy dose of Comtois just so they could see what he what he does. I think everything else is settled pretty much other than that position or whether or not, I should say, Comtois stays with his team. Now, Cassidy also said, Chris, about Riley Smith's number uh, 19 position, because the other 19 could maybe take it. Um, he said it would be by committee, which I thought was pretty interesting. And, and he did include the likes of number 19, the new number 19, Brendan Bryson, or whatever he calls him, uh, Brisson. He did include his name in there, as well as Dorfeyev and Cotter. So, he said he thinks it's going to start out by committee. Doesn't believe it's going to be settled before the start of the season with a regular rotation. And we know we know Cassidy just toyed with all of his line combinations even past Christmas last year. And that's what his job is. I mean, you're going to need to keep spinning the dials and stuff like that. There's going to be lulls where you're going to have you know you think you got the four lines all set and then and it's not working out, so you start mixing things up. Injuries are going to be plenty. I don't think anyone on the planet thinks uh, Mark Stone's going to go north of 50 games this season, which I'll remind all the Golden Knight fans that 50 games would be a 20% increase of what his average is right now on <laughs> right. a regular season basis. I'm not blasting Stone by any no, means. No, I'm no, just no. That's, acknowledging that's the reality. Way, no, that's a great way to frame it. That's yeah, awesome. so that's 30, 35, 40 games possibly available right there. There's going to be injuries. Paul Cotter's got injury history. Marchessault's missed. Well, actually, Marchessault's been pretty been pretty steady lately. Um, there's going to be injuries. I mean, who knows? We can't forecast if and when, when and if they're going to happen. Pretty much the forwards seem like they're going to be healthy based on how they've been the last two seasons, but you just don't know. And then you do have all these fringe players right now. You have Brett Howden. You have Mike Amadio. If you even want to stretch it to the fourth line, if Cassidy's really going to mix things up, uh, King Kolasar can be a replaceable forward on this roster should they decide to not make the fourth line this heavy line that it normally is. Nick Watt can be moved around the lineup and stuff like that. So we're saying all these things because it breeds opportunity for Brisson possibly if he just doesn't give the coaching staff a chance to send him down. Brisson is really trying to do that, and honestly, if Brisson plays in these – in two of the last three games, even three of the last three games, and really impresses, just maybe something can happen. But you mentioned it yourself. There's not necessarily this ringing endorsement from Cassidy. Um, I asked Cassidy about Brisson separating himself, and Cassidy right away shot him down. Cassidy was asked who's replacing Riley Smith on the roster, and Cassidy said it's going to be Cotter and Dorfia first. So, mm, but you, we know what, but we know what Cassidy does. He is at his best when he plays mind games with 
the younger players. But he doesn't play mind games with the media. That's the weird thing. He's honest. Like Very Cassidy true. is. But he maybe he wants to get that word out so that they make sure that Brisson stays, you know, on, on his path. And, and it's funny you said that. Seen a ton of an, a ton of improvement. It's funny you say it like that because in the press conference, I immediately tweeted out after I got the response that Cassidy is keeping Brisson grounded right now, and that's oh, his job. Sure. You know, yeah, and good point, good point. So you're you're 100 right. Could there be a different plan that none of us know about? Absolutely. Who we're we're, we're media members. We don't sit in the strategy they're gonna, sessions. They're going to manipulate you. And so what? That's, Coaches always do that. And, and that's their job. That's their job. You don't, think, you don't think Brisson is watching everything and seeing everything that Cassidy says? Yeah, oh, I know. Or, I know Brisson. This will. We're recording at seven a.m. local time. It'll be up at seven thirty. Brisson's got his 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 um alarm clock set to watch the our episode at seven thirty-five. Trust me, I know for sure. Coming up next, VGK will face San Jose, the Sharks. Boo! Um, we'll have a preview of that when we return right here. Unlocked on Golden Knights. I did the boo for you because you hate them. Appreciate it. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use. There is a wide range of betting options, including spreads. Of course, you have the player props, the totals, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And kick off this NFL season if you haven't already. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us on Twitter, formerly known as X. No, <laughs> X, formerly known as Twitter. I get too cute there. And, of course, I am cough syrup induced. I don't take any any sort of medication, truly. I learned and then it my really has me. to go for my asthma, right? And this is an asthma inhaler. It's nothing weird, folks. But yeah, I took a hit nothing of this. Weird. Can't, <clears> okay. I can't help it right now. It's awesome. Good time. Of course, we are on X. He is at TD Chris G. I am at Tony Dasco. We are at Locked On VGK. And make sure, please, if you haven't yet, today's chore, if you will, is to subscribe on the YouTube channel Locked On Golden Knights. We're going to see pond hockey tonight. That's what Robin Leonard might be in, in attendance because he really does like pond hockey. Oh, oh and I, well, VGK versus San Jose, T-Mobile Arena. That's actually kind of good. Don't expect much out of this game tonight. Do not expect much. Cassidy, even himself yesterday, that's why the tickets are just 14 bucks on game time. Cassidy said yesterday, Chris, that we will see the lines that we expected to see when he was talking about them over the offseason. We will see those lines on Thursday and Saturday. So tonight is pretty much a wash game. He does what he has lightened up a little bit. He said that the team had fun at practice uh, yesterday, and the players also said likewise. So I don't know what they did there. They did, they did, they did the 2v2 drill where they basically play short ice they put the puck, they put the nets basically on each of the blue lines facing each other, and they play two on two little mini games. They're really upbeat. The players work their 
butts off when they do it, and they're scoring on both nets. It's it's actually really fun to watch. And then and then afterwards, they drank the jungle juice out of the cup. Absolutely, kinda, absolutely, really out. fast. I want this is our off the rail segment. So we're talking a lot about Brisson. I want to point out one thing about his growth right now. So I jumped in a couple media sessions uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights last year. Uh, I got with Brisson really early in the season. Brisson started the season kind of slow, like maybe a couple points here and there, just nothing, whatever. It's fine. It's early in the season. They have a really good road trip, and he gets like four points in three games, you know, something like that, or a point per game on a long road trip. So I got a question with him in the scrum, and I framed it as first couple, you know, season started one point in four games, but then you got, you know, one, a point per game in the last five games call or something like that. Uh, what do you feel has changed over the last, you know, week or so, and something like that? It was a, it was a fluff question just to kind of see what I would get and where it would go, right? And it was a terrible answer he gave me. I'll see if I can dig this up somewhere, but it was, oh, I can contribute every level. I know what I bring. I know what I can do, and it, it doesn't really bother me. And you know, it, it was just a very snarky kid answer that, hey, I'm a good hockey player. Who, who the heck are you to ask me this question? which is fair, but I'm a media member and it is a fair question for me to ask because you're doing well right now. What's working? I wanted to focus on the positive, not the fact that you started the season slowly. Fast forward to when we got with him Friday after the game at T-Mobile Arena. Dude, just really upbeat, very mm-hmm. humble. He's grown, he's grown and matured a lot. And being in that mm-hmm. locker room with all those Golden Knights, you know, veterans will do that. But So just a big shout out, I guess, to Brisson for his personal growth on how he has improved on and off the ice. It's a game on both sides, guys. It's a game the way you talk to the media. It's, you know, it's the game within the game. And this is the stuff that not just the Golden Knights, you know, management and scouts watch, but this is stuff that scouts around the league watch. To be fair, it's not like the NFL scouts that just go way over the line, especially in like the interviewing when they're coming into the draft and all that, but they still do watch their mannerisms and how they interact with people. Well, and we know as well that Brisson grew up around hockey with his dad, who is the super agent in hockey, and he's been around a lot of players, and he's learned a lot, and there is a certain amount of confidence that they need to exude to be at that level as that's well. Absolutely, you know, and you need so to be I hockey think to a degree. Part of you it. need to have some to of that. Degree. Oh yeah. my goodness, your boy Connor Bedard. Uh, somebody stepped on the logo the other day. And the look that he gave that media member was like, what? <laughs> oh, he's got it in him. He's got it in him for sure. Uh, VGK lost earlier in the preseason. It's, doesn't that seem like two months ago? Uh, Yesterday morning Sharks. seems like two months ago, but yeah. <laughs> to the Sharks, 5-2. to two. That Whatever. was the opener uh, there of the preseason. Barbashev and Howden scored goals. Um, Henry Thrun had a couple of goals for... Uh, He's turning heads right now, Henry Thrun. He's turning heads in San Jose right now. And then Thomas Hurdle also scored a goal. And uh, Yeri Patera, the other guy, started in net for VGK. Gave up all five goals before he was uh, replaced in that game by Jesper Weichmann. So we can probably count on Patera tonight then. Five goals on 18 shots. Yeah, he needs to atone for himself. So based on what you said, we'll probably get Patera tonight. Aiden. Can they do that? That's my only question is can they they just reassigned all these players? I'm sure they can finagle things. I'm about 80% sure that they can still play the 
play the players yeah, that were. You have to, right? Because you don't want all your starters out there. Within the AHL, I believe. As long as they're within the AHL, I believe they can still or under some type of EGK contract. I'm, it's not like they have to go far. They just have to go down to two fifteen. So, exactly. In any yes. event, Silver Knights camp did start yesterday too. By the way, Silver Knights camp. Yeah, began. Silver Knights camp started yesterday. You can go to the practices just like you can go to the Golden Knights practices. Um, and where are they at? Lifeguard. Uh, no, they're at America First, not formally the artist formerly known as Lifeguard Arena. Now the America First Center right there in Henderson and Water Street. But you get real up close with the players. It's if you got a kid in hockey and you can get there for a weekend practice because the kids got to go to school during the week. It is such a good experience for your kid. What time do they practice? They do. do you know the uh, practice? 1030 schedule? or 11, I want to say. They, I think they practice a little earlier than the Golden Knights. Okay, that's good to know. Good info. And then uh, get on out there because that is a lot of fun. And those are the stars of tomorrow. Or they could be the stars of today. They're the stars of the other 31 NHL teams. Tony's tomorrow. <laughs> you get traded. No, I'm saying today because they could be playing for the Golden Knights. Ah, oh, uh, okay. We're, 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 we're agreeing. Got it. Okay. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Thank yeah, you so done. much for making us your first <laughs> listen. I will not be cough syrup induced tomorrow. Uh, make sure that you subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube channel that is Locked On Golden Knights. Don't forget WTF. What the Friday? Uh, we're going to get a ton. We had a ton of comments this past week. Oh, you so got a couple more coming now. Don't worry. Uh, oh no, we have a lot more coming. And then, uh, of course, appreciation. The shout out to our everydayers who make this show tick. For my man Chris Golick, I am Tony Cardasco. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you after the pond hockey game tonight at T-Mobile. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.